They are the ambassadors of what has been called Mexicanity. Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera have spent their entire lives defending and valuing Mexican culture, which had been trampled upon by European colonizers. They are an extraordinary couple, loyal friends, tumultuous lovers, immense artists who admire and inspire each other. September 17, 1925, Frida Kahlo leaves her classes in Mexico City. She's 18 years old, young and full of life. She studies natural sciences at a prestigious university and plans to become a doctor. At the end of the day, Frida is accompanied by her boyfriend. They chat joyfully and board a bus to go home. The bus collides head-on with a tram. The accident is violent. Several people lose their lives. Frida narrowly escapes. A metal bar pierces her back and hips. Her right foot is crushed. Her pelvis, spine, and ribs, everything is broken. Frida's friend escapes with a few scratches. Frida spends long weeks in the hospital, and then she is brought back home to her parents' house, the Casa Azul in Coyoacan, south of Mexico City. It is the house where she grew up. Frida Kahlo is born in 1907, but she likes to say that she was born three years later, in 1910, the year the Mexican Revolution began. She's the third of four sisters. Her father, Carl Wilhelm Kahlo, is of German origin. He emigrated to Mexico in 1891. Her mother, Matilde Calderon y González, was born in Mexico. At the age of eight, Frida falls victim to polio. Her right leg becomes atrophied and her foot stops growing. She becomes permanently disabled. Carl adores Frida. She is his favorite daughter. She is the most intelligent, the loveliest. Often, she helps him develop his photographs, and it is likely there that she first awakens to art. But it is with her accident that Frida truly begins to paint. Upon returning from the hospital, she has to remain bedridden for many more months. Frida's parents then give her a huge mirror that they integrate into the ceiling above her canopy bed. It becomes her only window to the world, and every time she looks up, Frida sees her own reflection. She paints her first self-portraits, the first of many. Her body of work includes 55 self-portraits. During those long weeks of recovery, Frida forges a certainty. She will dedicate her life to painting. Nineteen twenty-seven. One morning, Frida sets off for Mexico City early. She has brought several of her paintings with her. She wants to show them to a man, the most respected Mexican painter of the moment, Diego Rivera. In the auditorium of Frida's former school, where Diego is working on a mural, she presents her paintings to him. Regarding this encounter, he would later say, 
the canvases revealed an extraordinary strength of expression, a precise depiction of characters, and a genuine seriousness. They possessed fundamental plastic sincerity and an artistic personality of their own. They conveyed a vital sensuality further enriched by an unflinching yet sensitive faculty of observation. To me, it was evident that this young woman was a true artist. Diego Rivera was born in Guanajuato in 1886. His parents moved to Mexico City when he was a child. He attended the San Carlos Academy of Fine Arts and later studied in Madrid. After completing his studies, Diego moved to Paris. He traveled throughout Europe, the Netherlands, England, Catalonia. However, despite his talent, Diego struggled to establish himself within the Parisian avant-garde. In 1921, as the Mexican Revolution comes to an end, Diego decides to return to his homeland. He becomes one of the official painters of the post-revolution governments. Diego paints the people, the Mexicans and their culture, which had been oppressed for far too long under European colonization. Diego is an imposing man. He stands at six feet one inch, 185 centimeters tall, and weighs 330 pounds, 150 kilograms. A giant, even in his art, on the walls, he paints enormous murals in vibrant colors, depicting the revolution and the civil war. When Diego compliments Frida, she finds it hard to believe his praise. She knows his reputation. He loves women and women love him. But Diego is sincere. He recognizes the talent in this petite, unsteady woman and he encourages her. Diego and Frida become accomplices. They're both highly intelligent and enjoy debating together. They share many opinions and commitments. Diego paints Frida in his mural, The Arsenal, where she is seen distributing weapons to communist comrades. They admire each other. They love each other. In 1929, Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera celebrate their marriage in Coyoacan. They form a peculiar couple, a 42-year-old giant and a petite and proud young woman, barely 21 years old. Frida's father describes it as the union of an elephant and a dove. Soon enough, Frida discovers her husband's infidelities. There are arguments, but the couple manages to find their balance nonetheless. They each thrive in their art. Diego loves to depict Frida in his drawings, while Frida adopts Diego's love for the people, incorporating them in her own paintings. They become representatives of what is known as Mexicanidad, a celebration of Mexico's indigenous culture, which had long been devalued by European colonizers. Just by looking at Frida, one can see that she is an ambassador of her roots. She wears long, colorful skirts, rings on every finger, and traditional hairstyles. Diego maintains an extensive collection of pre-Hispanic art. Together, they have the dream of opening a museum dedicated to this art, which would come to fruition after Diego's death. In 1930, Diego and Frida set out to conquer the United States, or as Frida likes to call it, Gringolandia, a country that feels foreign to her in every way. Diego is like a fish in water. He is invited to paint murals throughout the country, San Francisco, Detroit, New York. On the walls, he tells the industrial history of this powerful nation, revealing in its grandeur. For Frida, it's not the same. She feels lonely, missing Mexico. 
but it is during this period that she asserts her own style. Her paintings no longer merely depict reality. They portray her perceptions, her emotions. In her artwork, Frida juxtaposes two worlds, the concrete and steel of the United States against the organic essence of Mexico. More than ever, the painter exposes herself. In 1932, she suffers a miscarriage when she is three months pregnant. The doctors had warned her about the risks of pregnancy given her health problems, but Frida desperately wanted a child. Losing the baby plunges her into deep despair, which she exercises through her paintings. She depicts miscarriages, bleeding, and pain. Diego says, never before had a woman created such heartbreaking poetry on canvas. In 1933, Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo return to Mexico. Shortly after, Frida discovers that Diego has been cheating on her with her sister, Cristina, for some time. It's yet another form of pain that she has to endure. It inspires her painting, A Few Small Nips. At that moment, she says, there have been two great accidents in my life. One was the trolley and the other was Diego. Diego was by far the worst. Frida has an affair with Leon Trotsky. It's not her first affair. She had several relationships during her marriage to Diego, including women. Diego knows about it. They are a couple unlike any other at that time. But in 1939, he wants a divorce. He wants to regain his complete freedom. Frida goes through a difficult period. She drinks heavily. Her body causes her pain, and she feels lonely. After 11 months, Diego and Frida remarry. Their relationship is now more peaceful. However, Frida constantly suffers. Her self-portrait with a broken column testifies to the torments her body inflicts upon her. During this time, she writes, I still want to kill myself. Only Diego prevents me, because I imagine that I might be missed by him. He has told me so, and I believe him. Frida dies on July 13, 1954, at Casa Azul, at the age of 47, one year after part of her gangrenous leg was amputated. Diego passes away three years later from a heart attack in his studio. In Mexico, even today, Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera are familiar and beloved figures. They are referred to by their first names. They are the immortal ambassadors of their country's culture, dedicating their entire lives to their art. Thank you for listening to this episode of Love Me, Love Me Not. If you enjoy this podcast, please let others know by giving us a rating and leaving comments on your favorite listening platform.